welcome to the Indie Dog. I'm your host, Radha Thomas. On the 23rd of February, 2010, a posh residential and commercial building in Bangalore named Carlton Towers caught fire. There were many, many illegal aspects in the construction of that building, and as a result, the fire engines were unable to get to all the residents in time. Several lives were lost that day, and many, many people were left injured, some irrevocably scarred for life. Manisha Ramakrishnan and her two small sons were in that building. They watched people jump to their death as they feared for their own lives. They were finally rescued at 5.15 in the afternoon. Her sons were not physically affected, but they carry the mental impact to this date. For Manisha, the smoke she inhaled left her vocal cords permanently constricted. She's had multiple surgeries to try and fix this, but nothing has worked. She has to breathe through a tube surgically implanted in her larynx. It's called a tracheostomy tube and it has to be changed once in four months forever. When I met Manisha a few weeks ago, it wasn't to talk about this life-altering incident, but to find out why she had decided to feed 44 dogs every single day and why she was doing this despite all the injuries to her body and soul. Oddly, I met Manisha on February 23, 2022, exactly at 5.15 p.m., 12 years after the incident, and at the exact moment she was rescued. We didn't know each other at all, but now I feel I've made a friend for life. I like to think the dogs change people's lives always for the better. Hi, Manisha, and welcome to the Indie Dog. Hello, Radha. Feels amazing to be here in your presence. Oh, stop it. You dress so beautifully. Is this all for me? <laughs> Thank you. I have a wedding and it's also a very ceremonial day for me. So I just got the chance to doll up. Otherwise, I'm all in rags and t-shirts worn inward. <laughs> You know, I was going through your social media pages and all I see is lots and lots of cooking, huge big bowls of things boiling and bubbling over. I do a lot of cooking. I, that is a prayer to me. I thoroughly enjoy making nutritious meals for them and that's what helps me to wake up every single day and serve them. Them, them when you say them, you mean the doggies, right? How many doggies are you cooking for? Uh, close to 44, 46 of them now. <laughs> every day, every single day. It started with just four of them and today 46 of them have adopted me. My goodness, seriously? It's kind of unbelievable to me that someone as skinny and gorgeous as you can get up and cook for 46 dogs every single day. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, uh, very well trained um, in my life, very early in my life. So, a whole lot of cooking, Was uh, got married into a huge joint family. So, there was a lot of cooking there. And so, uh, you know, earlier if I had to describe myself, I would say pots, pants and babies is equal to Manisha. <laughs> and today it's dogs, dogs, dogs is equal to Manisha. Dogs, dogs, dogs. So you've got huge big pots and pans to cook for all these dogs. I have 
have large, uh, very large pots and uh, the, the large lids and you know, the large ladles uh, to cook. Yes. So, what's this grueling routine like? I started about four in the morning. So, uh, winters usually I cook the previous night uh, because it's easier and it uh, and it stays. Uh, you know uh, so summers i have to be very careful because you know the food can get spoiled so yeah so at about 4:30 i finish my uh, meditation and everything and then i start at about 4:30 wow so and uh, by 6 o'clock everything is out and cooling and then by 8:30 i leave so is anyone helping you or Are you doing this no, alone? It's myself, me, my buckets and my ladles and. Uh, What? Are you serious? How much does this food weigh for forty-six dogs? Oh no, I do three trips rather. So I I come home after every round and fill it up and go again, fill it up and go again. To tell you the truth, that doesn't make it sound any easier. I wish I could see you on this daily physical abuse activity. Maybe if I joined you, I'd be skinny too. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to do a video someday, a documentary probably. I keep telling my boys, you know, you must do this. This is like even, uh, like every single day I'm doing this. But every single day, I when I wake up, there are days when I think, oh my god, how am I going to do this? You know, there's a ball of fear in the belly. Oh my god, am I be going to be able to do it? But then I, I just okay. One step at a time. One step at a time. Oh my gosh, Manisha, you're just breaking my heart. Stop it. Instead, tell me how long you've been doing this. Two thousand and fifteen, I started. Oh, does anyone help you with funding? Uh, yeah, but a few of the neighbors do fund uh, rather. Few of them, and uh, yeah, the rest, of course. Now we do it. Those doggy beans. They must love you. They do. Oh my god. Which part of Bangalore is your beat? This is a place called Bileshi Wale <laughs> in Kottanur. Yeah, I know it sounds very funny. A lot of my friends start laughing when they hear the name. Kottanur, I know because my son went to school around that area. But Bileshi Wale, I've never heard of it. You're like the Baroness of Bileshi Wale. <laughs> so it's like the suburbs, you know, all muddy roads and you know, so much like a village kind of a. Manisha, I know that besides cooking and feeding these dogs, you also spay, vaccinate, and do all kinds of other stuff for the dogs, right? Yep, uh, the neutering, vaccination. My both my boys. In fact, it started with my oldest son, who you know just um, buried himself into rescuing and rescuing nonstop. I am probably it was a way for him to heal after all what happened. Ah, uh, you know his way of. Uh, healing and you know uh, going through it all and um, so and then watching him and you know then I started being the factor of you know um, coordinating and you know uh, putting in the energy to see that everything is okay and then of course the rehabilitation cases where they need to be looked after and nurtured back to health all that I started taking on. You know, it's like for all of you. The aftermath of almost losing your life, losing your home, and in your case, losing your voice—the way to cope was to immerse yourself in saving someone else, saving the dogs. I know I'm not making sense, Manisha. I just feel inadequate. So I'm going to make a sharp left. 
Tell me about these shelters that you're building for the dogs. Oh, I came just this morning. I built one. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we get those asbestos uh, uh, sheets and we get those uh, tarpaulin sheets. You know, we get to buy them at a lot of construction sites. Just throw it, rather. Oh, I get it. I get it. So we go and hunt down, and you know, I my eyes are all the time looking out for things like this. You know, when babies come and there are older dogs. So you know, then we know where it is. We just go pick it up and then collect some bed sheets and everything. And a little Manisha mansion is made. <laughs> no one stops you. I mean, like no one comes up and says, "Hey, what are you doing?" and stuff like that. I mean, of course, we have faced opposition. You know, because um, most of the farmers, they are farmers who own those lands, and they could get really ruthless. You know, oh my gosh. What do you mean by ruthless? It's like you know, every day I'm waking up. You know, literally, you know, my soul, soul is in my on my fingertips. Meaning? Because I'm so worried when you know, and you hear these tracks. Like once it so happened, there was a litter of pups and a mom whom I was looking after in a field, and um, uh, you know, suddenly one day the tractor comes to mow, and he's just mowing directly into the um, uh, you know the makeshift shelter. and how i just ran leaving everything i said please don't do that please don't do that and did he stop you know and he said no wow what are these are street dogs and he went on he was ruthless so and then i i had to take them all and there was a, a garbage pit down on you know so i had to make the thing in the garbage pit for them you went into the garbage pit i went into the garbage pit i cleaned it up and then again i put these sheets and everything and put them there what sort of garbage pit was it oh uh, you know from the ground it's uh, uh, two three steps down you know in a hollow pit that's where the, there's a hostel a girls hostel there where they dump everything i don't want to know what the girls are dumping in the garbage pit really don't tell me that was oh my gosh but i just had to rescue them i just had to see that you know they don't feel hurt and so i mean within no time and of course you know radha so we have these moments of completely uh, you know what is a gut wrenching and at the same time we have few people who will support who support us so these laborers and also they came running and they made uh, steps for me so that i i don't have to jump into the pit i can walk down so immediately all that was done immediately got a pickaxe and we cleaned up the whole garbage and put everything in there's still some humanity left in the world tell me about the puppies that was a litter that was a litter of uh, there was fiona there was violet rex zena and dora i like their names dora was the mom <laughs> now they're all grown up and they're okay they're fine you know when we were talking before we started the interview you told me something that i found very very touching it was about the time you'd been in the fire you'd lost your moorings you'd lost your voice and then you found yourself sitting under a christmas tree so i was trying to find a foothold you know after my voice was everything rather before this tragedy i mean such an asset i used to get jobs just like that i used to be proposed just like that <laughs> you know just hearing my voice 
and worked for the best of the corporates in very good positions. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, uh, coming back alive was another thing. But then to come and face the, our world, you know, that was, I felt lost. I felt, you know, I, I got a very good job again, you know, because uh, they were the people who rescued us, the IBM people. So they offered me a job after I recovered. But I was lost. I was completely lost. I just, I just didn't know and I didn't want all that. And, you know, I was struggling, you know. And, um, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I wanted the attention. I wanted somebody to just hold me and ask me, Manisha, how did it feel? You know, what did you feel at that time? I'm so sorry, Manisha. I don't know what else to say. I'm just so sorry. And so uh, that is when I kept journaling a lot. I used to journal a lot and, um, you know, and I read an article on emotional capital building. And so I started resonating with that and I used to write a lot and I love to talk, you know, I love to. So uh, I used to do all that talking, walking uh, near the Christmas tree. Christmas tree is everything to me. And sit below that and these dogs used to sit with me. And, uh, you know, and, and just in few days I had the whole thing, you know, I knew what I was. It was something from, you know, what this world cannot comprehend. It's much beyond. And that is so beautiful. And the dogs, they were there. They were there. Their constant attention, you know. I was craving for human attention. I mean, I don't come from a family, you know. We didn't have an harmonious childhood. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I thought this would change everything, um, but it didn't. I guess you can't count on human beings, you can't count on family, but you can count on dogs. You know, it's like, uh, the, you know, I saying, look, look, these dogs are here, and they are here all the time, I'm not even giving them anything. You know, they just want to be with me. Yeah, I know there's nothing more fulfilling than a doggy that's waiting for you. So in gratitude for their presence is when I started feeding. Oh. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> so paint a picture. How do you feed them? I mean, this is a podcast, not a video. They know the time. And oh my God, you should see some of the videos. Rather, how they welcome me. They wouldn't jump on the food, you know. Straight away, they would welcome saying, Oh my God, I will share that with you. What a welcome. <laughs> And I, I'll, I'll have to keep saying, okay, okay, sweetheart, that's okay, okay, thank you. And only then when I serve, will they eat. So do you serve them in like bowls? Yeah, I have bowls for them. I have uh, uh, not 44 bowls. I have about uh, 10, 15 bowls I have and I keep rotating. I uh, come back. Sounds very complicated. So, uh, so they're quite accustomed to the whole uh, ritual. Uh, rather so, as I place the bucket here, there, there are some of the naughty guys who want to just bounce on it. And there are some of my favorites also, admittedly, I would say there. And I give them the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> there are some who just want to drop the bucket and, uh, you know, put their heads into it. So I allow all that. I allow all that and I'm, I'm able to navigate and uh, through that and it, it all just happens. 
So once one set of dog finishes, do you just whip up the bowl so you can fill it up for the next batch? Uh, so once they finish, I don't just uh, take it away. They spend some time with the bowls. They spend some time with the bucket. And I like to see that they are completely satisfied. I have to feel satisfied. It's very important to me. that. And then I, I have to see that they have water after that. There would be fresh water, the bowls are washed and fresh water is filled in. The way you describe it, it seems like you just love this ritual. Yes, yes. I, I enjoy watching them do the uh, roll, you know, the belly roll after the stomachs are full. Of course, some days they don't like the food and some days they'll just go bonkers and it's not enough. And then I run back and go get some more biscuits and come or something because... I just cannot leave them half-hearted, you know, not happy. Manisha, how much does all this feeding cost you? No, I don't have any idea. I mean, um, I would say 13,000 odd, 13 to 14,000. <laughs> you're very specific about something you're unsure about. <laughs> yeah. You know, Manisha, I was just thinking that all this physical exertion of feeding the dogs, while you're speaking through this trach tube, it's one hell of a transition from speaking normally. It must be so annoying and so difficult as well. See, uh, we don't even realize we are holding our breath to produce audibility. See, I have to use a finger. I have to block this hole. No need and there's audibility. We take so much for granted. You know, I wanted to ask you one thing. Has the birth rate come down in your area, do you think? Oh, a lot rather. A lot and I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of it. I'm so thankful for both my sons who helped me. You know, although they crib at times. Uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I'm so particular that, you know, I, I just cannot uh, see how the, um, the corporation, um, Bangalore uh, corporation people handle the dogs. Oh, you know, we invest all of ourselves in them and then the way they're treated and carried away. So I take them personally. You take each dog yourself to get sterilized? I carry them and I take them personally and it's like I'm on pins till they come back, you know. And of course now over the years I've formed very good relationship with a few of the seniors of the um, Asra team and everything. So they know and oh yeah, this voice anybody knows, they don't forget yeah, it's pretty unforgettable, this voice. So where do you take these doggies to get sterilized? Um, some of them, uh, we've got them personally done, sterilized by Dr. Akshay, uh, who has a clinic very close to our place. So we do the sterilization and bring them back immediately. Yeah, a lot of people leave the dogs for a couple of days at the facility, but you don't do that. So do new dogs come into your territory? Uh, new dogs, yeah. I just had one coming in today, rather. But of course, these guys, the... And the territorial ones just chase them away. But I somehow I managed to feed them at least. Do you know where these dogs are coming from? Oh my God, it's, it's exhaustive. Uh, you know, I mean, to just, uh, they're, they're, especially during the mating season, you just find so many just appearing from other places, you know. And they get the smell of good food, you know, smell of meat. And then they come and... I can kind of sense the helplessness in your voice. Do you think the numbers are increasing or have they leveled off? It's kind of. Uh, just just uh, since uh, three days now, I have four extra. Uh, four of them who suddenly just appeared and I didn't have any food on me. 
And so I quickly, I mean, since everybody knows me there, I quickly went to the provision store, got some curds for them. And, you know, fed them some curds and mari biscuits and, uh, you know, but, but then they don't come every day, rather. Oh, that was a lucky day for them, I guess. So you go out and see these dogs every day? Every day, every single day. So I guess you have the chance to also observe and see if there's been any change in the dogs, if some dog is sick or injured, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that is why I spend a lot of time. So it takes me a good three and a half hours in the morning to finish my rounds. I, I spend a lot of time. There are days when they don't want to eat at all. And then I get worried, you know, why are they not eating? And then I observe them. And some days I just let it be. And then in the evening I try and go and catch them again uh, to see if they're okay. Wow, that's like a full-time job. They get fed once a day, right? Once a day. Once a day. These are the, There are uh, three of them who we got home. Uh, you know, we recently moved uh, because um, the la- previous place we are staying, the owner started having an issue. Um, you know, his wife was diagnosed with cancer and um, they somehow believed that the dogs have caused cancer. What? Yeah, they used to sleep in the next, um, uh, you know, compound and they didn't like that. And so they were... So we just... Uh, Again, we were so lucky to get a home which welcomed uh, us and our dogs. And because those guys, when they were building a uh, present owner, they've seen how clean I keep the place and I clean up the roads and I clean up you everything. clean up the roads? You're the government of Manisha. So, <laughs> who are you, Manisha? Seriously, who are you? Very few people have asked me that. Thank you, Radha, for adding to it. You know, what I've noticed is, rather there's a, a level of, I mean, not an ounce of deception in all what we do also. You know, admittedly. So, I've noticed it's not always about food and feeding. Sometimes they just want to be with me. So, when I'm cleaning the road and, you know, gathering up all the dried leaves and everything, they love to be around watching their mom doing everything. And then I just go sit next to them. My God, it's everything. So, you sweep the streets and then you go sit down on those streets with the doggies for a cuddle. I must say this, you know, I can't find, uh, you know, harmony in the corners that I'm feeding, you know, where people are also stepping up and some of them wait with bowls or give some food for my dog and, you know, so and I go and educate them and especially the teenagers, oh my gosh, day before yesterday I lost my pup, one of my pup from the little home, beautiful baby and I was in tears and I was just going with my buckets and crying on the road and, you know, and then everybody knows me, you know, um, different names, they call me. Uh, and uh, so this uh, boy in the welding shop said, no, auntie, don't worry, I know the boys have taken. By evening, the pup will be back and the pup was back. You know, when they say crazy dog lady, I think they meant you. There's no doubt in my mind. Manisha, for all this work that you do, don't you think it would be nice if um, people could send you some money? And if they were to agree to send you some money, how much money do you need? So 234 per head. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start like that. Let's see. What on earth are you talking about? What does 234 mean? 
because 23rd is the day which changed my life you know to the life altering day and fourth is my birthday so rebirth and the birthday very sacred to me sometimes you meet people who just coruscate that was manisha ramkrishnan a rare and unusual creature who can't be replicated i feel she's changed me in ways i can't explain there's not an ounce of self pity or hopelessness in her she just exudes joy and a kind of lovely madness so please donate 234 rupees times however many doggies you want you can find her on facebook she's manisha with a double e ramakrishnan and on instagram she's at traces hyphen of hyphen gold that's dog speak for did you know did you know that vaccination and deworming are crucial and critical for your dog both the pet at home and the dogs you care for out on the street the deworming schedule is especially critical for puppies every 2 weeks until they are about 3 months old then once a month till they are 6 months old once in 2 months between 6 months and a year and after that once in 3 months for life the first round of vaccinations is the 7 and 1 vaccination you have to be careful with streeties because the first dose has to be given at 6 weeks only if the pup has been on mother's milk for a month otherwise vaccinate asap a booster shot is needed 3 weeks after the first dose so you need to keep track for a streetie after that it's once a year maintain a doggy book now the 7 and 1 protects your pup from canine distemper hepatitis corona viral enteritis para influenza parvovirus and leptospirosis the second vaccine is the arv anti rabies vaccine the first one is given when the puppy is about 3 months old following that it's annually for life That's it for this week from me until I see you again woof